Thank you for tuning in today. We believe that the word of God is designed and has the ability to radically change your life. This series, Think Rich, Live Wealthy, is designed to change the way you think concerning finances and the life that you're living so that you can enjoy everything that God not only has promised for you, but everything that he has you living in today. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the message. Every time you hear a message, what you hear under the underlying of it all is, I love you. Under every message you hear, you hear, I love you. I'm saying this because I love you. I'm doing this because I love you. I promise you this because I love you. I'm taking care of you because I love you. I give you instructions because I love you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the ones that he chases and corrects are the ones that he actually loves. You know, uh, that's why parents correct their children because he loves them. So God says, I'm trying with everything I have in me to express my love towards you through all of my promises, through the word, through the Holy Spirit, through encouragement from one another. He says, I'm just trying to let you know that I just exude love and I want you to know, not just in words that I love you, but I want you to know in action that I love you. I want you to experience this unconditional love that I have for you. I want you to experience the freedom of knowing that I love you. God knows that there is a freedom that comes when you know that he really loves you. There's a freedom and a liberty that comes. There is a rest and a peace that comes when you know that you know that you know that you know that God loves you. Because after all, God is God. And if, and if God is for you, if God is for you, if God is for you, and let's say this, God is for me. God, and because we know that God is for us, hallelujah. Because we, we need to have an assurance that God is for us and he wants us to live this life of freedom <laughs> and this life of rest and this life of peace this life of tranquility, that's where God wants us to be every day of our lives. I once read an account, I uh, believe it was, um, let me see who was it. I can't remember if it was Lester Summerall or Charles Capps, and he'd gone to uh, have a meeting somewhere anyways. He was, he, no, he was at home, because he said he was sleeping. He heard all this ruckus downstairs, and he was like, I wonder what that is. And so, he got up and, and went downstairs. He said, and I discovered it was the devil, and I just looked at him and said, oh, it's just you, and went back to bed. I believe that's the attitude God wants us to have. It was like, you don't move me. You're making a lot of noise. You're doing a lot of stuff, but I'm not moved by you. I'm going to go get back in my bed and sleep and rest because I realize it's only you. That's the attitude God wants us to have. Oh, my goodness. Praise the Lord. Well, join hands, and we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for this awesome opportunity to hear from you, to experience your love language to us, Father, to experience, Lord God, uh, the power that comes from knowing and the strength that comes from knowing that you love us and that you are for us and you have designed everything around us, hallelujah, to express that love. You put on the inside of us the Holy Spirit, your spirit to be an inner witness to us that we are loved by you. And Father, we just give you all the praise and we give you all the honor, hallelujah, as you highlight yourself to us tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you would just hug a couple of people around you, and you may be seated. <laughs> Glory to God. I'm so glad you showed up. I'm so glad 
that uh, those of you who are streaming, I'm glad you decided to stream tonight. I just always believe that God has something, our generous God has something that he always wants to say uh, that will help us to bring more clarity in our lives concerning what he desires for us, but not just desire for us, but he is doing all that he can to get it to us, amen, amen. and get us in a position where we will have we'll have an open heart and an open mind to receive all the things that he has for us. Amen. Amen. So look at somebody and say, just open up your mind and open up your heart. God has something he wants to put in you. There's a deposit for you tonight. Amen, 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 amen. Somebody shout financial freedom. Financial freedom. Hallelujah. God wants us in a place of financial freedom. Look at somebody say, I am going to a place of financial freedom. Yes, amen. Some of you may be already there. So you can celebrate with those who, as, 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 as they arrive, amen. Let's put it that way. Glory to God. Well, financial freedom. God gave me another look at financial freedom uh, as I was studying, because uh, God do want us financially free, but we've got to see finances and wealth the way he sees it. He wants us financially free, but we've got to see how God sees that, because as people, we see financial freedom as having this boatload, truckload of money in our bank account, so now I'm financially free. Well, I want you to know that that does not make you financially free. <laughs> but God does want us financially free. And um, because God really looks at finances and all, a lot of things as just tools in the kingdom of God to draw more people into the kingdom of God. We, he sees it one way. We see it as another way. We see it as power because it gives me status in life. It gives me the, the toys that I want. And God looks at it and he goes, oh, that's another way I can get people into the kingdom of God. Oh, you have a voice and you can sing. That's how I get people into the kingdom of God. Oh, you can, you can talk and articulate your good orator. I use that to bring people into the kingdom of God. Oh, you know how to mind. I do that. I use that to bring people into the kingdom of God. Oh, when you are at your job and you're doing, you know, doing excellent work, I'm going to use that as a means to get people into the kingdom of God. Oh, I'm going to bless you financially, but I'm going to use that to get people into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So God sees things as tools to promote his purposes. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and we're just going to kind of digest this scripture just a little bit, dissect it and look at it again. And uh, I want to do this out of the Passion Bible. We've read it in the Amplified. We've read it in the King James. We've read it in a lot of uh, translations, of course. But I want to tonight look at it in the uh, Passion Bible. And it says, starting at verse 6, Paul said, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest. Now, when he's talking about a stingy sower in this particular uh, passage of Scripture, he's talking about someone who has a storehouse full of things but still gives a tiny little bit. He's, not, he, he's talking about someone who has a lot of seed to sow but refused to sow very much of it. He's saying you are stingy. Uh, and you've met people like that. You know, they, they have enough they can share, but they refuse to share it. I can remember uh, once we were having, I think it was, well, it was when the church was very young, and, um, and we must have had maybe about, I don't know, maybe 35, 40 people in the church. And so uh, we would come together and celebrate our holidays together because most of us from, was from another state or somewhere else, and so we would come together. And I can remember uh, we were talking about how we were going to uh, bring, you know, you bring the glasses, you bring the plates, you bring, you know, all different things so everybody could contribute. And so we got to a place, I can't remember, the flat where we weren't sure if we had enough. And there was a lady there who says, oh, I have two sets I've never used before. And so we thought that meant I'm going to... No, she, she wasn't going to bring any. She didn't offer to bring any to help out. She just said, I have, and so that was that. See, that's what God would call stingy. 
You have more than enough, and you're just letting us know you have it, but you're not going to do anything to help the situation. This is what he means by stingy. You, you, you have, but you refuse to give according to what you have. Look at somebody say, don't be stingy. Hallelujah. <laughs> but he says, here's my point. A stingy sower will reap a meager harvest, but the one who sows from a generous spirit will reap an abundant harvest. He said, those who have a generous spirit, uh, 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 not a manipulative spirit, but I have this, I, I, I love to give. I'm generous with whatever I have. Uh, he's talking about the person who has a lavish spirit, has an open hand, one who's ready to give and give more than what you normally would expect or even what was necessary. He said, that is a generous person because you have some people, if you ask them for a dime, they will give you eight. I mean, they will, they, they have a quarter and they don't have a dime, but you ask for a dime. So they will go to 20 people trying to get change for that quarter so they can just give you a dime. But a generous person would hand you the quarter. You all understand what I'm saying? It's, it's more than what you expected. And God is talking about this, 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 this is how he sees finances. This is how he wants his people, the mindset that he wants us to have. He's saying, you know, stingy people, they won't give, they have enough, they can give more, but they won't give it. And then you have people who are generous people that they don't split hairs. You know, if you say, you know, uh, 99 cents, they good to go get this change for a dollar, so they won't. You all understand the people. I, you all probably don't understand it because y'all not like that. I know that. But we're just, we're just talking through the scripture. How about that? <laughs> so he talks about those and he says, but the one who sows from a generous spirit, he said, will reap an abundant harvest. He says, let giving flow from your heart, not from a sense of religious duty. He said, let it, it, let it come from a, a generous heart. Let it come from uh, 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 a generous spirit. Let me put it that way, a generous spirit. He said, you'll reap an abundant harvest. He said, let giving flow from your heart and not from your senses uh, like a religious duty. Let it spring up freely from the joy of giving, all because God loves hilarious generosity. And so we have an example of that. So if you will go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and we'll look at verse 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 1. I believe he was talking about this group of people in generous giving. He says, beloved ones, we must tell you about the grace God poured out upon the churches of Macedonia. So he's talking to the church of Corinth about Macedonia. He says, for even during a season of severe difficulty and tremendous suffering, they became even more filled with joy. From the depths of their extreme poverty, super abundant joy overflowed into an, an, excuse me, an act of extravagant generosity. For I can verify that they spontaneously gave, not only according to their means, but far beyond what they could afford. They actually begged us for the privilege of sharing in this ministry of giving to God's holy people who are living in poverty. They exceeded our expectation by first. They exceeded our expectation by first. And I'm telling you, you cannot be, you cannot be financially free until you get to the point where you're motivated by love to give. You're not going to be financially free in the kingdom of God or the way God says that we should see it until you get to the point where you are excited about giving. Till you get to the place where, you know, uh, I just, I just, I just want to give. I just, I, you know, I, and look, it said it was spontaneous. It was spontaneous giving that they gave. They were, they were motivated to give. They, they were, they, it's, listen, something in their spirit caused them to give. Not something in their head caused them to give, but something in their spirit caused them to to be generous and to give. And he says, you know, they're not the stingy people. They gave more than what we even expected. And when we said, no, no, they were like, no, no, we have to do this. This is the thing that God is stirring in my spirit 
to do. And that's the kind of givers God wants, the ones who are stirred in their spirit to give. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not forced to give, not made to give. No, not, not giving you all these, these promises that, uh, that we're trying to make God keep for you. I mean, I can read to you what the Word of God is, and we can have faith concerning what the Word of God is saying about our giving, and we need to be moved by the Spirit of God on the inside of us to give. But I can't sit up here and say, if you give me $100 tonight before you leave here, somebody's going to pay off all your debt. That's my promise. That ain't God's promise. I don't know. I mean, he may do that, and he can say that to you. And under a, a special anointing, he can say that to me. But I can't just blanketly come in here and say all this stuff to you because then you're going to be motivated by your emotions to do something that God didn't tell you to do. And by the time you get home, you'll be trying to make a U-turn back up to this church <laughs> to get your money back. And I don't blame you because you have no faith to believe God for what you thought, what came to you. And God doesn't want us giving like that because then you start saying God is a liar and the word don't work. And God doesn't want a bad reputation. And we shouldn't give God a bad reputation. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But God is saying this has got to be something that, that, that's prompted on the inside of you to do. So you'll be just as happy when you give it as you are happy the next day that you gave it. You'll be happy next week you gave it. You'll be happy no matter what happens. You'll be joyful. You'll be cheerful. You'll be excited about what took place or what happened. And even, even if you get an unexpected bill or notice, you're still happy about what you gave. You're not, you're not rewinding and saying, man, I should have backed off just a little bit. You won't be doing that. You'll be like, no, I know that's what God stirred in me to give, so I gave it, so praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the seed that I have sown. And I know you're going to take care of me. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Verse 5. They exceeded our expectations by first dedicating themselves fully to the Lord and then us according to God's pleasure. You know, Pastor Brian just taught us it's not mine anyway. Do y'all remember that? It ain't mine anyway. Hallelujah. <laughs> he says here, so they were able to give. Because they gave themselves, they gave themselves, and when they gave themselves, they gave everything that they had to God. And what I mean by that, God, I'm coming to you, I'm giving you myself, I'm giving you my husband, I'm giving you my children, I'm giving you my house, I'm giving you my job, I'm giving you my money. God, I'm giving you my body, I'm giving you my spirit, I'm giving you my mind. God, I come and I'm giving you all of what I think is me. I'm giving it all to you. I'm leaving it up to you, God, because I realized that I was bought with a price and I'm not my own. And I believe that I'm in good hands with you, God. Hallelujah. So I'm giving it all. What does uh, Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 1, you know, he says, submit, submit everything to God, all your faculties. God, I, I, I submit everything to you because if I submit it to you and I cast it on you, then I don't have to have any worries because I know you as God. I am whatever you need for me to be God. Yeah, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 6, he says, that is why we appeal to Titus since he was the one who got you started and encouraged you to give so he could help you complete this generous undertaking on your behalf. You do well and excel in every respect. It, listen to what he said. He said, you all are, you, you, are, you know what, you own it. He said, you do well and excel in every respect in unstoppable faith, in powerful preaching, in revelation knowledge, in your passionate uh, devotions. Excuse me. He, uh, my computer just skipped because I touched it too long. Y'all know, have y'all ever had that happen? Okay. <laughs> he says here, in the powerful preaching, in revelation knowledge, in your passionate devotion, and in sharing the love we have shown to you. So make sure that you also excel in, great, in graceful generosity. He said, graceful generosity. There is a grace to give. Yes, it is. 
there's a grace to give. Hallelujah. Like people are graced to sing. God, there is a grace that will come upon you to give so that you will give without reservations, without hesitation most of the time. And I say that because God will challenge us sometimes. You can get so accustomed to, you know, giving, giving. Okay, God asked me to give 50. He asked me to give 10. He asked me to do 20. I'm doing good. Then one day, Holy Spirit stirs in your spirit and say, hey, give a thousand. Then it's a, uh, 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 wait, that's not our norm, Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's not our, our, our norm. But you regroup and you realize I heard the voice of God. <laughs> Anybody ever had that? I think we all have had that happen. It's like, uh, 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 okay, I'll write it then. <laughs> But he says we need to excel in that grace of giving. Amen. And some people, when they think about the grace of giving, they're like, well, God's going to, like I said, give me this boatload of money. So then that means I'm grace to give generously. No, you're grace to give generously because as we, as we go on and read, you give out of what God has given you. Amen. And, and, and well, anyways, he says, I'm not saying this as though I were issuing an order but to stir you to greater love by mentioning the enthusiasm of the Macedonians as a challenge to you. For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, he, uh, he impoverished himself for our sake so that by his poverty, we could become rich beyond measure. So here are my thoughts concerning this matter. And it's in your best interest. Since you made such a good start last year, both in the grace of giving and in your longing to give, you should finish what you started. You were so eager in your intentions to give, so go do it. Finish this act of worship. Listen to what he said. Finish this act of worship. Finish this act of worship. So giving is an act of worship. Not only singing, not only lifting our hands, no, no, not just, just praying, but he says giving is an act of worship towards me. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. So uh, in verse, back up to verse 10, he says, so here are my thoughts concerning this matter. And it's in your best interest, since you made such a good start last year, both in the grace of giving and in your longing to give, you should finish what you started. You were so eager in your intentions to give, so go do it. Finish this act of worship according to your ability. There it is, according to your ability. Finish this act of worship according to your ability, not someone else's ability. Whatever ability you have, you can't give out of what you don't have. He says here, for if the intention and desire are there, the size of the gift doesn't matter. Your gift is fully acceptable to God according to what you have, not what you don't have. He says, it's according to what you have and what you, and not according to what you don't have. Let's go back over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Second Corinthians chapter nine, and let's go to. Um, oh, let's go back up to verse six again. He says, "Here's my point." Oh, not verse six. I apologize. Verse. Let's go to verse eight. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace, so that you will have more than enough of everything. God wants us to have more than enough for everything. Listen, that does not mean, this more than enough for everything. Sometimes when we look at these scriptures, all we see is millions and billions of dollars. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a billionaire. God says, you know what? I want you at a place where you have enough for everything in every moment, in every way. He's like, I want you to have enough money to pay your bills. I want you to have enough money to save. I want you to have enough money to give. I want you to have enough money to invest. 
Wouldn't you call that financial freedom? But, but sometimes we get in our mind that I need to have X amount of dollars before I face before I can call myself financially free. But if you have enough to take care of everything you need to take care of, you have some over for savings, and I think people call emergency funds and some more, but you, and then you have some money that you are investing. Isn't that a sort of freedom? But somehow we get in our minds, when I hear financial freedom, I hear boatloads of money. It's true. I hear a billionaire. I hear winning the lottery. I hear 60 million. I hear 6 million. Whatever the number that you have come up with, and God says, no, I just want you financially free, where you're not worried and concerned and where you, you have are you all following me? Yes. But we see it a different way, and God is like, no, 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 I need for you to be free. He said, because unless you see yourself the way I see you, you're not grateful for what you already have. Because you're always trying to get somewhere else other than where I want you to be. And we understand when people start running after money, they do things they ought not to do. End up in places they shouldn't be. Taking positions they shouldn't have. Getting educated so that you can make the most money. And then you live a miserable life, although now you got a boatload of money. And understanding, just because you have a boatload of money don't mean that you're free. Because a, a lot of people with a boatload of money, they're concerned about those zeros disappearing. They are, because they found their security in the money. And God says, no, I need you to be so free that you can, you, can, you can follow my lead when it comes to money. I need for you to be able to follow my lead when I'm telling you to do something because everything I do is concerning the kingdom of God, and that's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about people. I'm concerned about people coming into my kingdom. I'm concerned about you actively participating and helping them to come into the kingdom. I'm interested in you actively participating in expressing my love towards them. See, here in particular, they're talking about they're giving to the poor, poor uh, saints in Jerusalem. That's, that's, what, that's what, in particular, that's what they're talking about here. But then God is saying, this is, this is a principle. This is, this is how the kingdom of God operates. Okay, let's look at this a little bit further because he's... he's, he's, he's um, making an expression here, and I just want us to, to get it and to understand that, um, well, let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 25. We'll look at it here. And I want to say this before uh, we start reading there, Matthew chapter 25 and uh, verse 14. We'll read this out of the King James. But we have to understand this, that seed cannot be multiplied until it's sown. It cannot be multiplied until it's sown. And, and, and of course, we use this um, um, as a comparison with seed you sow as far as plants and things like that. We, that's why we call it seed, but that's how God actually sees it. But even in the natural, you can have a seed, but it's never going to multiply until you put it in the ground. It has a potential. So everything we got has a potential, but until you do something with it, Nothing happens to it. So until you sow it, it's just potential. And so if you got a bag full of seeds, what? what? You can brag about you got a bag full of seed. And you can talk about how uh, this seed, you know, if, you, if, if I could just multiply it out, if I had these, I got all these apple seeds, and so if I multiply what could potentially happen to it, I can stand up and rejoice and be just like, oh, God, that is so good that if I would put this in the ground, then you know what? I probably can get me about, I don't know, maybe an acre of, 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 of apple trees. And then let me see, apple trees normally produce, and you can multiply it all out, and you can just be standing up and rejoicing with that seed still in your hand with all the potential there, but nothing's going to happen because you never put it in the ground. Now, he's talking about how the kingdom of God operates, and Jesus normally used uh, things that were around him 
in order to help people to see or understand how the kingdom of God operates. Amen? Amen. So here we have it in um, Matthew chapter 25, and we're going to start at uh, verse, uh, let's start, yeah, start at verse 14, and we're going to read this out of King James. And he says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants. So he didn't just call strangers. He called his own servants. He called his own servants, and he said, And delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Okay, so now we see that what he did is he called his own servants, people that he knew, people he'd been watching, and he gave them according to what he thought they could handle. Somebody say test. test. Okay, so he gave them, you know, okay, I'm going to give you five because I have watched you and I believe you can handle five. I'm going to give you two because I'm looking at your ability and I believe you can handle two. I'm giving you one because I believe that, you know, you're going to be able to handle one talent. You'll know, you'll, you'll know what to do, and, and you'll do what's necessary with what I'm giving you, right? So he goes away, and it says, Then he that had received the five talent went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained another two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. So now we know he's talking about money. He ain't talking about, you know, well, you all get it. You done heard it before. He ain't talking about your talent of singing. He's talking about money here. And he says, after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained besides them five, ta five talents more. His Lord said unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Now, let me stop over these few things because I read where the talent was not just, you know, when I first read talent and I realized it was money, you know, I thought it was just a little bag of money. But then I found out a talent, I believe it was, I think I'm saying this right, 36 years of wages, a talent. So he's not talking about that he entrusted them with just, you know, five cents, 10 cents. No, he entrusted them with a lot of money, the kind of money you can invest, right? Okay, just so we know that we're not talking about a little bit of money. And he says to him, I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two, more, two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. So these, these two, they have gone out and they've done business and did what they need to do and they've increased. And God says, that's good. You're, you're faithful over what I have given you. You knew, how to, you knew how to operate. You knew how to do what I needed you to do or what was necessary with what you had. Okay, so then we get down to this person. Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. You know what's really interesting? You knew that. So you're not saying anything that you didn't know. So since you knew that, maybe you should have said when he offered you the one talent, I don't want this. You all understand? But that's not what he said. No, he took it. Then he started thinking within himself. It's not right. It's not fair. I shouldn't have to. And even, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to work for you. Uh, and he always, what all he had to say in his mind. So here, it's a management of money. How, you know, he, he gave him something, he entrusted it to it. How are you going to manage what I've given you? Are you going to do what you, what's necessary and what's needful to do? I'm giving you a large sum of money. And again, it was according to what they can handle. 
And then when God saw that they could handle more, more was given. You know, even with our children, you make a decision as to what you think they can handle. Don't you? And then you increase their responsibility as they show that they know how to handle different things. Am I correct? Well, God is the same way. We're his children. And it's not that he won't give to us. Oh, he will. And he says, okay, here. Handle this properly. What are you you going to do with with this amount? Can Can you be faithful over this? And a lot of times when they hear that, people are thinking, oh, he meant faithful, make sure this, this means faithful, like uh, uh, make sure I, 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 I give in the church and that I give what God is. Yeah, God wants you to do that, but he also is concerned about the other that you kept in your purse too. Oh, he is. Because remember, it ain't mine anyway. So what make you think if it ain't mine anyway, he ain't concerned about what you kept, right? So he is concerned, and he watches, he watches what we do. He, he watches how we think. So what we do is we say, I'm going to give this. If you're a tithe, I'm going to give this tithe, and, you know, or I'm going to give this offering. Now I've settled my thing with God. Now I'm going to do whatever I want to do. And God said, really? I'm watching you handle that too. Are you being a good steward? Are you, are you, as my husband say, would say to us, are you balancing your checkbook? Do you know where your money is? And then there's some people who say, well, I ain't even got nothing to think about. Okay. Don't think about the dollar he gave you. I don't care what the amount is. He's still looking at what you did with it. He's looking at what, he's, he's looking at what, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing with it? Yes. So God is watching how we manage what he's put in our hands. Same way as God watches how we manage children, our jobs, people. God is not, he's not up there with his eyes closed. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? It's not like, man, y'all on automatic now. Let me just... <laughs> but there are principles in the word of God that produces results. They're just principles in the word of God. It's almost like how do you, you're not going to have a relationship with God unless you spend some time with him. Although God knows what we need, he still said, come and ask. So you still have to go and talk to God about some things. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? We can't dismiss the principles in the word of God and then expect for the kingdom of God to operate in our lives. That's what I'm saying. One of the things that um, God was speaking to me as I was looking and studying these these, uh, three passages of scripture was that a lot of times people are not grateful about what they have because they're upset over what they don't have. That's not freedom. It's like, well, all I got is this. What do you mean all you got? No, be thankful that whatever you, whatever comes to you, be grateful to God. Thank him for it. Remember, Pastor Brian said, wealth don't come from you first starting off looking at what you don't have. Start looking at what you do have. We need to learn to be grateful people. God, I thank you that I have what I have. God, I I know you're watching over me. I know you said you're going to take care of me. So don't, don't don't be all upset on your job, mad. I should have got that promotion. They didn't deserve that promotion. Be grateful that you have a means of income. Because God is looking at, he's, he, God, listen, the king is looking at all of this. 
We need to be grateful. And then we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful over what we have. There, there are times when I know it's happened in my life where I've gotten money and well, I don't know what happened to it. It could be 50 or 20 or whatever. What did you spend that on? I didn't, how many of you ever saw it try to count up and then you can get to almost all of it, but you just can't? I mean, how many of you have ever had, you know, you, you, you count and you, okay, I did this, I did, then it's like, oh, what's that? What did, I, what did I do? What did I do with I mean, we can't, we don't know whether we bought Pepsis or potato chips or we, we don't, I don't, I don't know what I did with it. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, you know, and I'm not telling you to be a miser, but I'm just saying that we need to be faithful over what we have. We need to be faithful and not complain and not be mad and not, not start comparing ourselves to other people. And, you know, even if, you, if you're like, well, I just need another job, that's great. But where you are, be gracious, be happy, be faithful. Say, God, thank you so much, but at least I have this coming in. Some of you are like, well, I don't even have enough coming in. Well, thank God you got what you got. Because it could be zero. It could be zero. So we need to learn to be faithful over what we have, making decisions according to, the, to how God is, is, is telling us to make decisions or going to get some help so you can get somebody to help you make some decisions because you don't know how to make a decision. Hallelujah. Because some people, when you, especially when you're saying, okay, you can save something. Well, well what, is, what is $2? I mean, that's all I got I can save. Well, it's $2 you wouldn't have, and it certainly will add up. Well, I don't like, at the end of the year, it ain't going to be that much. Well, if you don't do it, at the end of the year, you're going to have zero. <laughs> Y'all understand what I'm saying? So, see, that's a complaint to God instead of being grateful to God for what I have and where I am. And I thank you, Lord God, that if I... I'm faithful. If I'm studious of what I'm supposed to be doing, I know you can give me increase because that's what the word of God says. Until then, you can just ask God, God, give me some favor to take care of some of this stuff. And for some of the stuff, you need to lose it anyway. I know people don't like that because it don't look good for somebody to repossess your car. But it also looks crazy for you to be parking it all over everybody else's car. That looks even crazier just so you can drive up somewhere. I still got it. Wouldn't you rather eat? I mean, I would rather eat. <laughs> you, amen. See, I've been there. I'm not speaking from a person who had been there. I've, I've been there. It was like, you know what? Come get it. Just... <laughs> Come get it. God, help me figure out a way to get to work. But we got to, you need to come get this car. Miss Poe, do you really mean that? Uh-huh. Because next month, I'm going to pay my rent, and I'm going to eat. <laughs> and I ain't got to worry about robbing Peter, holding him up, so I can dodge Paul, because that's the way it was for me. I, I didn't want to see Paul either. I didn't want to see Peter, Paul, done none of them. And then I had to learn to be faithful. Then I had to learn to figure out what am I doing with what I have. No ends didn't meet at the time because I, I, made, a few, I made a few changes. Those changes had to kick in. Because, you know, sometimes our, position, our condition comes after years of making bad choices. And then we get in and, ooh, it's a miracle. Let me see, what's that song? Somebody, I turn around and... Whatever it is. Anyway, all I know, I turned around and I still was in the same place. <laughs> oh, I know. In the midnight hours, God's got to turn around. Yeah, he was, he was turning my mind around. He was changing my spirit around so that when he blessed me, I wouldn't go back to the same way I was. 
And so that's, that God is, listen, God is interested in long term. He's not interested in something that's a hit, a miss one time. Maybe I don't know how I did it. You always run around trying to get a miracle uh, to happen for you. God's like, no, you need to have a way of living, a way of life that I have planned for you. You need to be at a place where you don't need any aid, no assistance from anyone, able to give into every good work and charitable donation. And that's the place I want you to be. Whether you are a billionaire, millionaire, it does not matter. That's the place I want you to be. So stop putting a number on it. But you want to be in a position. Look at somebody, a position. Hallelujah. You want to be in a position in the kingdom of God because when you're in a position in the kingdom of God, then you can be financially free because you're not worrying about dollar bills all the time. I got to get this money. I got to do this. God says, no, no, I don't want you that. That is not financial freedom. It's not financial freedom to come in here and think that, you know, I throw some money on the steps or whatever it is you're doing. He said, that's not financial freedom. Glory to God. But if you'll learn to be grateful and if you'll learn to be faithful, and we can't, and, and, and this, 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 this servant that he was talking about, you know, uh, if you keep reading, he called him slothful and he called him wicked. He called him slothful and he called him wicked. And, you know, when I first read, I was like, well, he gave you, I mean, he didn't wait, he didn't. He didn't lose any of it. That's because he was afraid or he was just prideful. It was, it was not, listen, it wasn't good. He didn't do anything with it at all. Not a thing with it. And it's almost in your face. Here, here back what you gave me. God, I refuse to operate on your principle. God, I refuse to do it your way. I'm going to do it my way. I don't want to do, I don't, I, he, listen, a servant he wouldn't have given him this had he thought that he didn't know what to do with it. He just decided not to do it. Right. And it's like things we read in the word of God. It ain't like we, we can't understand what he says do. You just decide not to do it. I don't want to do it that way. And then you say, God bless me. He's like, yeah, I will. The principle is this, 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 and this. But no, we want that, we want that miracle thing. I just want you to just, just look around, just, I mean, just from one person to another and say, have you had a miracle money blessing lately? And if they say yes, I want you to raise your hand. Go ahead, raise your hand. The person who got the boatload of money. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to, I, I just want to know. I mean, I'm talking about financial freedom. I, I just want to know who, who, who in here got that boatload of money and you ain't got to worry about no. Out of all y'all, it hadn't happened? Wow, isn't that something? So I suppose God do want us to live by the principles and by faith in him. Is that what it is? Amen. Amen. You, you, got, you got your boatload of money? No, don't tell anybody because they'll be trying to get part of your boatload. <laughs> Don't even, you should have done like this. And the only thing I would have said is, yes, we have one in the house. But notice, it's one in the house. It's one in the house. It's one in the house. Look at somebody say, it's one. <laughs> see, somebody pointed you out. I didn't even see you. Keep your hand down. Because they'll be hearing God say, <laughs> what this steward with the one talent didn't do is take advantage of the opportunity that he had. He had an opportunity to do what was right and be faithful and then have the privilege of being faithful over more but he didn't take advantage. And sometimes in the body of Christ, we don't take advantage of the things that God is telling us to do. And therefore, we don't get a chance to experience what he wants us to experience. And I, again, I just believe with all my heart, God wants us to have the experience where we are financially free, 
where, um, God, I'm just grateful. I'm thankful. Uh, I'll be faithful over what you have given me. Uh, and then, you know, God, he, he, he knows how to get things to us. He does. He knows how to cause promotion. He knows how to call. He, God, listen, if don't nobody else know how to multiply stuff, it's Jesus. I mean, Jesus multiplied fish, bread. I mean, Jesus, I mean, he, he knows how to multiply natural things. He can make what you have go further than you ever dreamed it would go. But he wants us free. He wants us financially free, regardless of the amount of dollars that you have. He wants us so free in him, so grateful to him, just free. Because like I said, there are people who got a lot of money. They're not free at all, constantly counting it, keeping an eye on it, making sure no one is stealing it from them. Seriously. And it's not just wealthy people like that. It's people who don't even have anything doing the same thing. So, it's, it's, so, it, so the financial freedom has nothing to do with the amount of money. It has to do with your attitude. It has to do with your mindset. It has to do with what's going on in your spirit. Oh, and God wants us liberated and free. He wants us liberated and free where we're just, you know, God, what we, we were saying earlier this year, I'm good over here. God, I'm good over here. Praise God. Well, I have to stop. I had some more, but I'm going to stop. I think since I'm already, already over here, <laughs> um, let's turn to Psalms 112. I'm sure I'll have opportunity at another time. Uh, I want to read this out of the Passion Bible as well. Starting at verse 1, it says, Shout in celebration of praise to the Lord. Everyone who loves the Lord and delights in him will cherish his words and be blessed beyond expectation. Their descendants will be prosperous and influential. Every generation of his godly lovers will experience his favor. Great blessing and wealth fills the house of the wise, for their integrity endures forever. Even if darkness overtakes them, sunrise brilliance, uh, sunrise brilliance will come bursting through because they are gracious to, gracious to others, so tender and true. Life is good for the one who is generous and charitable, conducting affairs with honesty and truth. Their circumstances will never shake them, and others will never forget their example. They will not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm ever secure in their faith. Steady and strong, they will, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their every foe until they are gone, till they all go down in defeat. Never stingy and always generous to those in need. Their lives of influence and honor will never be forgotten, for they will be full of good deeds. Full of good deeds. They're not stingy, but they're generous. Hallelujah. They'll have great influence upon others. Amen. So we are going to, um, we're going to receive our, our offerings and tithes if that's what you're doing tonight. And understand that uh, God is after men and he's after souls of men. God is, is after increasing his kingdom and expressing his love towards others. And when you do give, whether you are uh, inspired to give, whether you're giving because you're grateful, whether you're giving because you have a revelation of giving and tithes and offerings, whether, whatever category you fall under, understand that uh, the resources that we use in this church, is, it goes for extending a hand to those that uh, need to know the love of God. It goes to extend to those who uh, we're trying to reach for the kingdom of God. 
you know, uh, God wants us to be concerned about our brothers and sisters in Christ. He wants us to, and he wants us also to, pull, to draw people into the kingdom of God. And that's, what, that's, that's our intention. That's what we want to do. If you want to know why we have Embracing Legacy, that's one of the parts. We, it's, open not, it's not just for our church. It's for our community. It's how, we, it's, how we, it's how we bring children in from a very early age. I believe the earliest ages, is it two, Shiva? Two. We want to start at two years old, influencing their lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because if we don't do it, the world will. They'll inject everything they can in them unless we reach out to help them, unless we uh, uh, assist the parents in uh, reaffirming our beliefs in Christ and our beliefs in, in Jesus. You know, it, 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 I guess when I think about sometimes some of the things that uh, children face in school today, the confusion that's caused uh, just by uh, gender now, it, it, it confuses children. They don't, know what to, they don't know what to do with that. Well, God called us to help them to see what, how he sees it. Are you all understanding what I'm saying? And you can't start when they're 10. You need to start when, it, when it's in their faces, and it's in their face at a young age. So that's, 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 that's important to us here at Revealing Truth Ministries. And it's important to us that we, we help other causes to, to do the same thing. Um, Brian was telling me about uh, uh, a foundation. I, I'm not sure if it's a foundation, but a nonprofit where this young lady, she ministers to uh, a program where she ministers to uh, suicide, suicidal children. Because you know that a lot of young people are committing suicide because they, they, they're lonely, they don't know what to do, they're confused, but she has an awesome ministry. And so we saw into that as Revealing Truth Ministry. So I want you to know that when we receive, we're, we're looking to reach out and touch people and to assist others in touching people's lives so that they'll know the love of God. So, you know, it... Anyways, just wanted to share a little bit with you because that's what God is interested in. God is interested in people. And we need to be interested in people and them coming to know the love of God, them not being confused about who they are, them having the ability to overcome in life. Because it, it just, it, it, uh, I don't have all the statistics, but it astounds me the number of, of young people that they don't see no hope. How, when, when I was 12 years old, man, I just, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to grow up and, and get into the world and, you know, but an 11 year old giving up on life, does that make sense? That cannot be God. Y'all realize that, don't you? So we got to be more concerned than just what's happening with us. And we are concerned about what's happening. That's why we're teaching you the word of God. That's why we're teaching you to overcome. That's why we're teaching you that, that, that God will back us up. We're teaching you things so that you can go out and tell other people about the kingdom of God. And as much as possible, this church wants to reach out into the community as well. So... You know, be inspired to give because there's a, there's a hurting world out there. And some of those hurting world people come right into this church. So we have to be intentional in, in expressing our love towards them. Amen. Amen. So if you need a tithe or an offering envelope, if you'll raise your hand, the ushers in the aisles, and they'll be very happy to assist you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. And I'm just going to, I'll, I'll pray before we receive. Heavenly Father, we just give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you, Lord God, for every opportunity to express your love towards others. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that uh, you'll supply us with everything that we need so that we can reach out. Hallelujah. 
and bring others into the kingdom of God. I thank you, Lord God, that uh, you will multiply the seeds that we sow, giving us the ability and capability of carrying out those things that you have put in our hearts to carry out so that the world will be impacted by truth. Thank you, Lord God. You gave us the name, Revealing Truth, and that's just what we want to do because you said in your word that it's the truth that make men free. So thank you, Father God, for the truth that you share with us. It's not just for us so that we can get things together, but I thank you, Lord God, is for people on the outside so that they will come on the inside of the kingdom of God. And I thank you, Lord God, that you will supply us with all things necessary so that we can do just that. And we give you all the praise and the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Thank you for watching the message today. I pray it was a blessing to your life. Remember, you can always like and subscribe to our page and be notified when new messages are available. Have a blessed day.